Yeah. All right. Welcome to Get It Done Sports Radio with your host, Karif Bird. Our program is an inside look at the total high school athlete and the college recruiting process. And we'll give you a better understanding of who Get It Done Sports is and how we produce a new generation of athletes today. Now, here's your host, Karif Bird. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us this morning. How are you doing, Radio World? Um, today, we have a very special guest. We have former second-team All-SEC. He was a six-round pick of the Arizona Cardinals back in 2003. Uh, he spent seven years in the NFL. He was coaching at Auburn in 2011. My man, Mr. Tony Gilbert. How you doing, Tony? Kareem Spur, my great friend. How is everything? Everything is good. We're um, here at Georgia Military College. We're five and old, ranked number five in junior college football. So all is well. Well, you know what? Since you did it, I got to send a shout out to Croydon Del Mar High School. We four and zero for the first time in years. <laughs> we won the Battle of the Bay. So since you since you since you threw that in, I got to throw mine in. Okay, well, hey, that's good. I had to throw it in. Georgia Military, we're doing a great job over here in Middlesville, Georgia. How is the weather down in Georgia today? The weather is nasty today. It's raining today. It's cool, but uh, it's about to be October, so uh, just getting used to fall, getting ready for fall. Well, I'm, I don't want to brag, but it's nice and sunny. It's about 90 degrees <laughs> out here in southern, southern, sunny California. So just uh, I know it's a bad day for you, but it's a good day for us. Sorry I had to well, throw it in. Good. Hey, good for y'all. Y'all can enjoy the great weather. We, we, we definitely will. It's pretty much uh, this, is, uh, this is about a – 360 day thing for us here so we get about five days of rain so hey i would love hey, i would love to get out of california well i you know hey get out here let's go we got plenty we got plenty of kids for you to recruit get on out here definitely but tone let me, let me first thank you for coming on the show man i know you're a busy man i know you guys got a lot of things going on you guys are five and oh so obviously you guys work very hard my first question to you is this all right, all right. you in the recruiting cycle you've right, been right. in the recruiting cycle Mm-hmm. First, tell me what you think the difference is between when you came out of little tiny Macon, Georgia, right, and what it is today. I think the difference is now. Uh, well, back then in nineteen ninety six, ninety seven, when I came out of high school in ninety eight, it was more based <laughs> on that actual coach recruiting his area and getting some help from you know the coaches and high school coaches and guys in the area to recruit that area now. You know, with the recruiting services, uh, uh, top ESPN 100, it's become easy, I think, or it, it has made coaches lazy. And they don't actually get out and do as much work and background work on, on kids. You know, it's, it's more exposure for the kid. Cause I, I had no exposure at all. We only had, I think we had like the top 100 players in Georgia. It really wasn't a big, we didn't have any stars. So for the kids, I think it's great because, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of exposure for them. But I think sometimes as coaches, coaches maybe can become lazy in a sense and not doing that groundwork is getting out and being kids. Now, when you say the coaches, do you mean the high school coaches themselves no, or no, do you no, mean no, the college coaches? Not the high school coaches. I think the high school coaches do a great job of trying to get their kids out and getting them noticed. I think the college coaches can become lazy in a sense. Okay. Okay. So do, do as a college coach, do you pay attention to the stars? Do you pay attention I, I, to I think I think you have to. But at the same time you gotta actually go look at the kid and see um what type of kid how does he look? Can he change direction? How fast he is? I think you gotta definitely Pay attention to it. You got to, I guess, because the star is kind of how, you know, it's probably going to be the first thing you see that jumps off that jumps off to you. So you're going to actually go see him. Then you will probably want to go see him playing a game and see him practice and see does he actually love football. Is he lazy? What type of attitude he has to, to his coaches? Does he run on and off the field? Just a little thing. I like that. Does he love football? What, and, what and, I'm, and, I'm a, I'm a, and for me, it's kind of different because – you know, for one, I played football. Uh, I love football. I did. I, I was blessed and was able to go play it at a high level. So, of course, I want to see that this, does this kid love football? Or does is he just doing it? Or does he love it? 
let me ask you a question. Since that you asked, you mentioned the statement about loving football. Is there a difference between, and this could be a little bit of a cocky question, but does this does it is there a difference between a college coach that has played in the NFL and a college coach that has not? And you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. Because I, no, I answer. I I think I will say yes and no. You know, and I'm gonna give you. I I, I don't. I really can't give an example of somebody. I give somebody. Let's just, just say the best coach in the game right now, Nick Saban. I never would played that. in the NFL, but he is a great college coach. He he he's very demanding. And I went to one of his practices and I watched him. He actually runs the DB drills. A lot of coaches you don't see that. You don't see coaches actually running drills. You see them overseeing things, but you don't see them actually getting the ball and yelling at guys about their technique, about their fundamentals. So, you know, this one, I mean, right now, at this point in our game, he is the best coach in college football, and he never played. I mean, I, I, I'm sure. Short as he is, I know he didn't play in the NFL. But he knows how to coach. But I think it is a difference with some coaches. I'm, I'm mainly the interaction and just seeing kids and just looking at a, a prototype because it, this is the thing about the NFL and, and I go back, and I go back and forth, you know, the NFL, you just have NFL scouting, just like college coaching, they get enamored by height, weight, how fast a guy runs. But, you know, like a, a receiver, can he catch the ball? Can he catch the ball in traffic? Does he run good routes or is he just a six, three, Two ten, four three four four guy. So you you think you think combines numbers have they helped to hurt the game? I think I think they have hurt the game in a sense. Uh, and, and reason I say this is because more so more of the great players didn't have great numbers. You know, just think about Ray Lewis, probably one of the game's best overall best all time linebackers. One of, I don't think he was overly fast. I think he was average. I don't think he wasn't overly tall or overly big, but he's one of the best linebackers ever played the game. And you can look at some of the guys who probably were prototypical linebackers of height, weight, and speed, and they probably got picked real high. They went in and probably didn't play that long. So let me ask you a question. When you, if I'm a kid, Mm-hmm. And I'm in high school. I'm, I'm a high school junior, senior. Uh, what do you feel if I know you're coming to 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 my high school, the Great Butler High School, Augusta, Georgia? I'm gonna throw that in. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> if, if if I'm a kid and I'm I'm about to get recruited by Tony Gilbert, let's say when you're at Auburn or whatever, what do I? What would you What would you tell me if you could tell me ahead of time? What would you be looking for that day? I, I want to see if you're going to run to the ball. And that's the thing. I, I, you got to be able to run, though. Don't, please don't get it confused and think we want slow, slow players because we don't. Speaking you know, of. you got to be able to run. got to be able to change direction. you got to have a knack for being around the ball. You know, if you're a receiver, I want to see you catch balls. I want to see you get out of them breaks. You know, linemen, I want to see you. You know, linemen, you know, are different. But you want to see your linemen move well, pull. Linebackers, DBs, I want to see, can you run and can you, do uh, you got some uh, mobility in your hips? Can you change directions? Are you going to run on and off the field or is it going to be like I'm pulling teeth getting you to practice? Are you excited about the game? Do you have a you know good rapport you know, with your teammates? Okay, and also I think when you make a mistake, are you going to get down on yourself? Are you going to you know, put your head down? Are you going to, okay, go on. You're going to listen to your coach, and then you're going to go on to the next play. I agree with that. You know, mistakes are going to happen. And I, right. I don't think young people quite understand that. But the problem is a lot of times you cannot even tell if a person made a mistake right. until, until they give it away. Right. Your and body see, I'm, language, I'm, your, your, right. your actions. Exactly. I just want to say that. I'm real big on body language. One thing about Coach Jack Del Rio, he coached me down at Jacksonville. He was real big on positive body language, body language, body language. And that's what I instill in my players. Good or bad, have good body language. When you're taking the field, run, run on the field with a lot of energy. 
Sometimes he he talked about he would he would always use the phrase get some false chatter because it's gonna be tough days where you got to push through. Let's get some false chatter going on. Hey hey, let's have a good day. You know, have good body language. He's always saying good body language. It's a it's a long season, and you right. know you probably you're gonna spend a heck of a lot more time practicing, deal, being around the same guys, dealing with the same old mess. It's gonna try your patience definitely for sure. Right, right, so I, right. I, I agree with that. I try to tell young kids every day, man, dude, buy a language key. Don't give it away. Even if you are frustrated, right. things are going your way. Please, act like everything's okay, even if it's not. You know. Yeah, I, like I said, something from the um, from the baseball standpoint. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I would always say, you know, to the to the little kids that I'm coaching, fake it till you make it. You know, just just fake it, make it look like you're doing something, or make it look like you're positive. Right. You know, you know so that that's what I try to say. Tell the kids on the baseball side of it. Tone, how big is character in recruiting? So you know, how how big is character to you? I think as- I think you know, I think character is big. You do got to understand that we, we are going to have – you don't want a team full of quad boys. Let's just say that. You don't. You know, you do want – and we do got to understand that. And it's the thing. I think over the years, you know, you know well, we had we had Tim Timbo who was a great five games. But at the same time, you don't want a team full of Tim Timbo. You need you some knuckleheads out there. You need some guys who are going to get them some, some edge guys. I agree with but that. You at, at the same time, you do want these guys to kind of have uh, some type of character, some type of honor that, you know, they, you don't got to turn your back and you think your teammate going to be stealing from So I think character does play an issue. But we got to understand uh, there's a lot of different backgrounds that some of these kids are coming from. And then up to this point, other than their high school coach, they have never seen any positive male role models in their lives. And so we do got to understand and we got to understand that we can't just turn a blind eye because this kid has had some issues. I, I, I understand. I, I agree with the whole, uh, you, you can't have too many, uh, too many night kids on the team. It does take a little bit of a, because football is a, and sports is a dangerous game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a dangerous deal. I mean, there's, you know, soccer, soccer is physical, basketball is physical now. Uh, and football is a, a violent, let me just dangerous game. Bottom line it's there's nothing safe about football. I mean, that's just, I mean, you're, you're hitting someone. There's always the risk of injury. Uh, I know the concussion thing is real big with people right now, but if, if there's nothing. It's, it's a dangerous game. It's always going to be a dangerous game unless we just start playing touch football. And even when I watch some of these little kids playing flag football, that's dangerous as well, too. But my, 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 but my personal opinion on, on guys as far as, like, I, I need a couple of kids that have been through some hard times because here's the thing. Hard times make you stronger, and I don't. Right. And I don't. I don't want a kid that I hate to see kids suffering. I don't. I don't like that at all. I mean, I want everyone to. I wish everyone could go to Disneyland or Disney World in their lifetime. I wish that you know everyone knew where their next meal was coming from, but that's not the case. But I think sometimes, and especially with a lot of people that I talk to, that some of the hard times they've been through make them stronger because no matter what happens, they're going to be some in your lifetime. And I don't think kids these days really understand how to handle things because they turn 28 years old when they've never been through anything. And all of a sudden, you know, you got two kids in the house and your wife's not working and you just lost your job and you don't know what to do. You better figure something out. And I and I think that is one of the biggest things to me that sports does for young people is teach you how to deal with hard times. And when you play in the SEC, brother, it's going to be hard times. It's going to be hard. That's that's. Give me your experience when you came out of high school. All right, things, and, and I can say from a personal experience with you because I was there. Right. Did you ever think, and be honest, and I know the answer right. to this question, but people right. on Voice America don't know. Right. When you came out of high school, did you ever think you'd be playing seven years in the NFL? I did. And that's honestly, up until, I didn't think I was going to be playing the league. Up until maybe my last, my senior year, which was my fifth year, because I got red-shirted, you know, from, from small time making Georgia, came to Georgia with all these All-Americans, Jesse Miller, Charles Grant, Boss Bailey, Will Witherspoon, who's still playing for the Rams now, um, I, Kawika Mitchell, who's a second-round pick, I was kind of like the forgotten guy out of the linebacker. So, you know, I worked hard, um, dealt with some some. Real tough love coaching from 
Coach Lambert, uh, Coach Gibbs, Coach Van Gorder. I dealt with some tough love coaching, and I guess I progressed and was blessed and was able to make it in the league. But no, not when I first got to Georgia, it was no way I could have said, okay, I'm going to play in the league because I wasn't playing. In my set. I got a rare shirt, and I was a shirt freshman. Yeah, I really didn't play much then. They brought in Kendra Bell, and that's one thing about Coach Dunn, he was always bringing in guys that were good, that could play. So I, I was I was hanging around with the Luckies, and they was like, hey, you got to use them because they use you. So one thing I said, hey, let me get me a degree in special education. At least I can be a teacher, and I can say I got a degree from the University of Georgia. But I just continued to pray for one. I had good positive role models in my life, which were my, uh, my father and father, Milton and Evelyn Gilbert. That I always said be positive in everything you do and work hard. And uh, it was just a blessing that I was able to. And, and even in the end, I didn't really start playing until somebody got hurt. Boss got hurt. Bell was suspended for a game. So I got to play and did well. And uh, the rest is history. And those are both first-round guys. Right. First-round guys, they were. Boss was a 4-3 guy. Uh, Bell was a 4-4 guy. And look at me, was a 4-7 guy. I don't know about four seven. I told. I, I gotta give myself four seven though. I, I gotta give it to. I gotta give that to myself. Maybe a four eight, but I'm gonna say four seven. I feel you. Now I'm. A, you know what? Just because I love you, my boy, I'm gonna say four six. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, real quick, we gotta take a break here in about thirty seconds. Um, my, I'm a, a real quick question though. Okay. Um, when you got to the league, mm-hmm. and we can go touch on the next segment. We gotta take a little break here. When you got to the league. What was the one thing that was different about college? That it was a job. It was your job. It was it was it was how you fed your family. So it, it was not fun anymore. You know, it was not fun. So it was fun when you won, but the fun part was over because you you in a sense, like being a backup guy like myself, a special team guy, you are always looking over your shoulder trying to figure out what they're trying, what they going to replace you and bring somebody else in. You know, now it's different for first-rounders, but for six-rounders, practice squad guys, I mean, it can happen at any time. So it was, it was a job. Well, we got to take a little bit of a break. Um, he's Tony Gilbert. I'm Kareef Bird. I'm in the studio with Mr. Baseball, Brian Hunter, and the host with the most, Aaron Brown. We'll be right back in two minutes. flagship station for sports voice america sports Let's do it. get it done sports is one of the top sporting event facilitators and athletic trainers in the country get it done sports works with athletes to become the best they can be through speed agility and weight training as well as junior high and high school football camps get it done sports provides an environment that fosters teamwork discipline responsibility respect family values and of course hard work with specialized instruction and programs low athlete to coach ratios and an encouraging learning environment every athlete gets the level of attention required to improve their skills at get it done sports our objective is to develop the next generation of leaders citizens and athletes who will become the role models in our communities for more information about Get It Done Sports training and football camps, please go to www.getitdonesports.com. In life, there are those who make excuses and those who get it done. You only live once. Get it done. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are tuned in to Get It Done Sports Radio with Karif Bird. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Please call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to info at getitdonesportsradio.com. Now, back to the show. 
Get It Done Sports, we're back. Uh, for all your speed and agility needs and all your pro performance, advancement needs, Get It Done Sports. GetItDoneSports.com. Look us up. We're back with Tony Gilbert, um, seven years NFL, second team on SEC, six-round pick at Arizona Cardinals. Tony Gilbert, I want to ask you about selling yourself as a player. I want to be Say it again. Selling yourself as a player. Uh huh. Well, what do you What do you feel about guys selling themselves? And I don't mean Deion Sanders selling yourself. I mean <laughs> just, just kind of uh, as far as getting yourself noticed. Oh, then, as far as marketing yourself. Yes. Yeah. Well, whether it be and I, I don't marketing that way, but also it's like as far as recruiting, but also selling yourself as a. Basically, what I'm trying to get to is the dreadlock thing with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, of course, with, with me, I really wasn't trying to sell myself. When I came to Georgia, I had dreads. It worked, though. I, and, it worked. I, and, I, and, and, and I think, I don't, I don't know, because I remember coaches trying to tell me, you know, people, people are going to perceive you as a, you know, uh, smoking weed, thug, but that was who I was. Not a smoking weed thug, but I just, <laughs> I was a guy who, I, I wanted to wear dreads. I wanted to be different. I didn't, I didn't think that, um, and, and coaches back then were always saying the clean cut look was a short haircut, you know, no beard, no mustache, you know, like the, the Barack Obama look. That wasn't me. You know, so I think over time, you know, uh, things have changed. And, guys, you got one of the nicest players in the NFL, Larry Fitzgerald. He has dread, long dread. So I think, you know, guys are trying to market themselves any, any way they can just to look different. Beard, mohawks, long beards, like the guy uh, at Pittsburgh, uh, even dying the hair. So I, I guess it's to each his own. All right, I'm a 16 year old kid. No, excuse me. Let, let's, 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 let's not even say 16. Let's say I'm 17 year old kid. All right, it all right. is January of my senior year. No one's called me. There's no interest. I'm in the coach's office every day. What do I do next? I think you just keep work, work, uh, keep work, keep, keep calling on. Uh, if, if if you know, try to even look into going the junior college route. You know, I, it's a lot. I think it's a lot of successful players that went the junior college route and you know become successful. You look at uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's a highly recruited guy out of high school, but uh, he went to junior college and arguably is one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. So I think you kind of just. You know, go go to junior college if you have the means to go somewhere and walk on. Go somewhere and walk on. You know, all of us really didn't come from, I guess, uh, great you know financial financial background to be able to do that. But I mean, if you can go to a community college and play for two years and then try to get re-recruited, I think that'll be a a good deal for some kids. When you pick in a school. What are some things that you should look forward to or look towards as far as, let, let's say, let's get away from the football aspect of it? Right, right. Because everybody, when they go to college, their thing is, I want to play. I right. remember everyone's thing was, guys saying, what do you want to do? The first, I'm in the first day of class. Right. Everyone said, oh, what do you want to do? Well, I'm here. I'm such and such. I'm here to do this. And this is what I'm on scholarship for this. And when I get done, I want to go to the NFL. I want to play in the NBA. I want to run the Olympics. I remember everyone had that goal. But you asked that same question two years later, junior year. I just want to get out of here. <laughs> so, but I think some people's expectations were a little, were a little off. Right. Obviously, you're dealing with guys that are 16, 17 years old, 18 years old, going into college. We don't know. Right. We think we know, and we, we're but positive. We, we know, we, and we think, we think because now the, the world was on our shoulders. Everyone right. wanted you. You're the big man on campus in high school. Everybody knows you. Everybody look up to you. And now you're just a small fish in a big pond. Right. What should I look for? Or what? Uh, 
I think you look for, and it's hard for a 17, 18-year-old to look, to look into the future and see, okay, what do I want to do after football or those? But you most definitely want to look and see if they have the major. Um, you kind of want to try to find out what's the graduation rate for athletes, you know, to really see. Most all these big universities, they're going to, you know, of course they're going to have tutors, of course they're going to have mentors. But probably just want to look at the graduation rate and figure out is this, is this place going to be some place that I would want to spend four or five years. Uh, talk to some of the players and get a true, true answer from some of the players on how the coaches, how the coach player relationship is too. Because a lot of you know, you bring on your visit, all you see is the the recruiting coaches. For as you see that come here, we love you. We can't wait for you to have you. We will not be able to win without you. And it quickly changes as soon as you get on campus. But as it changes, is this a coach that I could be able that I could go talk to and communicate if I'm having issues away from home? You know, or is he just going to push me to the wayside? Or how you want to look at how the players kind of interact with each other too? It has to be more than about sports. I completely get that. I completely understand, and I think that is probably great advice. Because a lot of guys come in and, like I said, you you think you think you own the world, and you know there's nothing wrong with that to an extent, and for a small period of time. But it, you, it, like you said earlier, it's a business. At the end of the day, if you can't help us win, then we got to find somebody that will. It's strictly a business. It's not you know you're you're being paid a lot of money. To right. Do you're not getting paid directly, but that I can tell you right now. You, a lot of people love to switch places with you when they do the loan bill when they graduate from college. Right, <laughs> love to do that. Now, speak, speaking of the the business part, mm-hmm. this is a tough one. Is you a college coach? Okay. okay. The paying of the players. I just got. I'm on low. I'm on the low, low, low end right now. George here. Of course, these players but. You know, at I'm on the coach side. On the coach side, I feel like as a, I'm okay. Let me speak of it as a player, as a college player. Okay, I feel as though I helped feed this coach or that coach's family with the way I played on the field. So, from the player standpoint, yes, I can see why I should get some something. When I go to the stores, I, I remember watching the Fab Five special, and Jalen Rose was talking about. I went to the store and I seen my jersey in the store, and they making money off me. So in a sense, yes, I I do totally understand, and I do feel like these players should get something. Because there was times when I was in college, we didn't we didn't have money to wash our clothes. We had a washing machine, but we didn't have money to wash it, so we had to find some nice young. Woman who let us come to her house <laughs> and let us wash our clothes. You know, it was, it was, it was, and then Kareem can, Kareem can kind of turn it. I was kind of cheap too. I really didn't have any money, but I feel it was cheap. Yeah, very cheap. And, you know, it was a lot of times we didn't, if I got $20, I was going to buy those, buy some food, because I knew that was going to last. So the sad thing is, is, if you could be playing on Saturday in front of ninety to a hundred thousand hundred thousand fans, and you really don't have much money besides the fifteen twenty dollars that they get you after the game, some at some school to get something to eat. My fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, hour. Uh, hour. <laughs> Take it that long to spend fifteen dollars? <laughs> hour. So, but on the coach side, I do think you, we got to be mindful that these are kids, and we can't give them. An enormous amount of money, you know. I think it got. I, I I think it has to be a, uh, like a, some some even and something smart that we understand. These are eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds, you know, and we, we gotta we gotta do something. It, it's 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 it is sad that so much is coming up about people taking improper benefits, but. Is it a benefit or is it a need? And some kids really need some of the things that they are getting. 
you know, because that scholarship, it, it, it gives you some money, but once you move off campus to it, and you start getting some bills, and they say, oh, why you move off campus? They pretty much tell you, hey, okay, we need these beds for the freshmen that's coming in. You got to move off campus. Mm-hmm. What do, I got a question for you. What mm-hmm. about, you know, I, I'm for, you know, paying the players also, but what about um, do you give everybody the same amount? That or, was going to be my next question. Or yeah, do like you give that. the stars a little more? Like, just like you said, you were, you know, you were on the bottom feeder of the linebackers when you were coming up, and uh, the other guys were the superstars. So, you know, you needed money just as much as probably they did. So, um, you know, I don't think it would be fair if, you know, you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword, you know. It is, it is, but I think to be fair, for the scholarship guys, I would say you give them the same. I would just say that, you know, because it's tough to say, okay, I'm going to give my starters. Let's say we're just going to throw out a number. I'm going to give my starters 500, and I'm going to give my backup and third stringers 100. Uh-huh. That's, that's a huge, you know, I think it has to be fair for every guy, you know, but I mean that that's the thing with that's tough that you know they're trying to figure out how they're gonna do it. Or how yeah. would they do it? And I know the NCAA is is strictly opposed to it. it, it it's it's tough, you know. I wanna take that question a little further though. Mm-hmm. Let's get away from the football part of it. Right. Let's right. let's go to the non revenue sports. Right, right. Let's say uh you know, women's gymnastics was huge at the University of Georgia. Sure, sure. It was big. I mean, those girls were good. I believe when we were there, they won the national championship three times. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it was huge, but it's a non-revenue sport. What do you do about sports like that or a women's soccer or a women's softball? I, I think you got to get them some, too. And, and, and one thing about it now, those sports, they benefit from football. True. They benefit from these, you know, these huge revenue sports. So I, do they get... I mean, I think you just got to make it level and even, you know, across the board. Because I'll be honest, if you were to tell me when I was in college, you was going to give me an extra, I'll be honest, you know, again, I was kind of cheap. If you was able to tell me you're going to give me 200 extra dollars a month. Get the kind out of there, please. It's cheap. Just go with cheap. We'll go with that. <laughs> you just saved your money good. That's all. That's all. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, listen. I, I just got an iPhone the other day in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had that conversation. So, hey, and if you want to, if you were to tell me you gonna give me an extra two hundred dollars a month, I would be jumping up and down. So, you know, I, I think just as long as it's even. I mean, the thing about it is, it's, it's not gonna be even because all the other sports are already jealous of football anyway. They feel like football get anything they want, so it's. It's always going to be a complaint. So, so let me ask you a question. So, it, when you when you said even though, mm-hmm. when you when you say even, and you said even about football, give them all the same. Now, when you said even, does that mean even as well with soccer too? Though, yeah, yeah, even with soccer too. So what kind of budget would a school have to have Enormous. to be yeah, able yeah, to pay every one of their athletes? They're gonna have to have to have. To have which most of them have huge budgets anyway. And even walk-ons? Walk-ons probably would. I mean, you just really just, it'll just be for scholarship players then pretty much, right? That's what I'm saying for scholarship players. Yeah. Because mm. pretty much, if, if the walk-on is good enough, they're going to give them a scholarship quick. Yeah. Right. So. Let me ask you a question. This is something I had thought about with this. When you're paying, say, say, let's just say you're paying players. I okay. always started opposed to giving them money right then and there. You give them a certain amount of money for every year that they participated in sports. All right. And you give it to them after they, after they graduate. So if a kid graduates in, you know, he gets his degree in four years. Right. You no, know, he has a five year. He has five years to finish his degree. Right. If he's able to do so, then you give him, you know, not t- for the fifth year, but he has that window to do it. He completes his four years, gets his. Five, gets his degree within five, which is the normal plan anyway, because most guys are going to redshirt, especially in some of the bigger sports like football. Right, right. Give them ten grand for every year they participated in the sport, for every year they were on scholarship. Okay, That's a number. Yeah, That's I just, number. just, just, I'm just saying, give them a little bit more than something, or let's just say, let's just say five grand, whatever. Right. And what if they're drafted? 
then I, I think you still, if, if they graduate within that five year period, then I feel like you, that's something that you give them. And it's, it's, it's not a lot of money, mm-hmm. but $20,000 or, you know, $25,000 to walk out the door with is a great head start for a young man. I, I always thought, I always thought that, um, you know, the players who are fortunate enough to get their jerseys sold, you know, at school and, you know, schools are making money on them for, you know, just their jerseys. So, um, you know, just recently they, they say the NCA, they sell the jerseys, but they don't put their names on the back. But you know what jersey you know, it is. Then, then you, you know, then, 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 then I tell you what. That's their way of trying to get around. Then I tell you what, don't sell Manziel's number. Text yeah. A&M. Sell someone else's number. Dude. Yeah. Right. Use right. another number and see how many you sell. Yeah. Right. You know, that. That would be my response to that. Yep. Then was well, see how many jerseys you sell. <laughs> don't sell Tebow's number fifteen in Florida. Yeah. Don't right. sell number eighty-two. Now, who was that guy? Because I don't know. Yeah, and, and just oh, like go, you guys are oh, from Georgia, oh, go, sell, go sell the ones you see in on uh, the Goodwill. Double zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Valles, yeah. TJ yeah. Maxx, exactly. Go yeah. sell those if you think why well, we don't put the numbers on them. So I, I'm in agreement with that. Yeah. I'm definitely in agreement with that. But. My my last my last question before we take another break we got about one minute. Do you think that guys should take financial courses in college to help them, especially guys going to NFL before you take the mandatory courses that the NFL recommends you take? I think you should, but I, I, do I think it will matter? No, because I uh, honestly, you know, you get a little money. I mean, all of us, we say Spurs, but you want to get a nice car because you feel like I've worked hard enough to to award myself with a nice car. For the guys who got a lot of money, they want to get them a nice house. I want to award myself with a nice house. I mean, so that that's the, that's the, that's the thing. The thing about it, I think with the financial classes, they miss the boat as far as when you're done, what do you do? Because a lot of guys... They don't get jobs, and bills do not stop when you get out of the league. They still keep piling on. So what do you do when it's over? They, 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 they talk about, the classes talk about what you're doing while you're in the league. But fast forward to 10 years down the line, what are you doing now? So to me, that's what. Are, are you guys actively thinking about it? Like, I had a conversation with my guys because we had to be in study hall. I asked my guys, what do you want to do when you leave college? And, you know, some guys say, of course, I want to see where this football goes. Okay, I said, fast forward after that. What do you want to do when football is over? Because regardless of whether you play 20 years like Brett Favre, you know, football is going to be over. And everybody else, everybody is not going to be able to get a regular commercial, a regular deal like Brett Favre. We got about 10 seconds, Tone. All right, Peyton Manning. So. We got to take another break, Tone. Um, I'm Kareef Berger, host. He's Tony Gilbert, uh, Brian Hunter, Aaron Brown. We'll be back in two minutes. Get it done, Sports Radio. now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Let's do it. Get It Done Sports is one of the top sporting event facilitators and athletic trainers in the country. Get It Done Sports works with athletes to become the best they can be through speed, agility, and weight training, as well as junior high and high school football camps. Get It Done Sports provides an environment that fosters teamwork, discipline, responsibility, respect, family values, and, of course, hard work. With specialized instruction and programs, low athlete-to-coach ratios, and an encouraging learning environment, every athlete gets the level of attention required to improve their skills. At Get It Done Sports, our objective is to develop the next generation of leaders, citizens, and athletes who will become the role models in our communities. For more information about Get It Done Sports training and football camps, please go to www.getitdonesports.com. In life, there are those who make excuses and those who get it done. You only live once. 
get it done. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are tuned in to Get It Done Sports Radio with Karif Bird. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Please call in to 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to info at getitdonesportsradio.com. Now, back to the show. We are back. Get It Done Sports Radio. Get It Done Sports Training. For all your speed, agility, sports performance needs, go to www.getitdonesports.com. We're back with Tony Gilbert, seven years NFL, six-round pick of the Arizona Cardinals. Tony, Brian has a, qu- a really good question for you, and I'm, I'm going to let him take over from here. Tony, talking right. about um, the recruiting part of it, um, you guys are, you know, you started off by saying you guys are 5-0. and um, mm-hmm. how, many, um, how many bounce-back players do you guys get, or do you get bounce-back players at all? Oh, we got... Touch on that a little bit to, you know, to like the, if any of the younger, like freshmen who, you know, go to a D1 and thinking, you know, they're, they're all that in high school, and then, you know, from the baseball standpoint... You know, everybody's all Americans when you get somewhere and then right. can you compete? You know, can you compete? That's the biggest thing for me is can right. you compete? We we get more so we got a military deal here, so we get some bounce at guys that maybe go someplace and have uh I would say academic issues or behavior issues. Mm-hmm. Uh so we get about they probably get about about four years. And I remember when I was in school they spent about four guys to the Georgia military. So you do get, I think, I think you either get some bounce back guys for academics or for behavior. And you get a couple for, because they're not playing and they want to go have an opportunity to get re-recruited. So you, not a large number, but maybe about four or five. Do you guys, do you guys do a lot of recruiting out of state or just close to, uh, we actually actually do, we do a lot of recruiting out of state, um, because, at the, uh, unlike the Mississippi Junior Colleges, they can only have eight out-of-state players on their roster here in Georgia Military. You, it's unlimited out-of-state guys. So we get a lot of a lot of kids from South Carolina, from Florida. You know, we, we do try to, you know, got a lot of kids from Georgia, so we do a lot of out-of-state crew. Yeah, and then another question uh, you can you can elaborate on a little bit. Um, like, I, I played J.C. baseball, and then when I, when I got drafted, um, my first roommate was from Maryland. And another roommate was from Texas, and um, they were saying, you know, they got scholarships to go to a junior college. Do you guys right. do scholarships there? Uh, I don't think you talking about football scholarships. Yeah, football, like like football, think. like dorms, like in California, we don't have. You know, oh you just, yeah, I heard about, I heard about that in California, but yeah, they have a uh, nice dorms here. The dorms here, the dorms are actually nice. They got the sliding key card, so I mean, it's a, they they have nice facilities here. Yeah, I was tripping. I like on, on the West Coast is you staying at home. You know, you staying that's at home. I, and, and I the, heard. I heard. Good, yeah, the good junior good. colleges like um, Riverside City College is pretty good now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll find apartment complexes for players from out of state pretty much. But uh, other than that, you know, you, you know, it's no, it's no scholarship here. You that's just pay what, for your classes what, and your that's books. That's what I heard. Something. That is what I heard about the, the junior colleges in uh, California. You know, yeah, they house in the dorm and everything. It's real nice. They got them on a the meal plan. So. It's a nice deal. The only, I would say, drawback, but it's not a drawback. It might be a drawback to a 17-, 18-year-old kid. Is they, they have to go through the cadet corps here. But they, they don't have to do all the military things, but all they have to do here is, of course, they have to wear a uniform, and they have to learn how to march, and learn, learn uh, you know, that's the cadet corps values. Um, but other than that, I think it's a good deal for them. The, the discipline. That's right, what a lot right, of kids lack coming into college. Being on time for formation, being on time for command retreat, learning how to march—it's not—it's not the worst thing in the world. 
How many states, and another thing that's different out here in California, how many states do you guys, um, so if, when it's time for the championship or be the national champion in junior college, in California, California is so big that, you know, my, my baseball coach who is now at Oregon, when he used to go to um, the, the JC coaches meeting, they used to be pissed off at him because California wouldn't go to the major, you know, the junior college World Series type of deal. Right. But California is so big, you know, once you win Southern Cal, whoever wins Northern Cal, you know, then you, you, you win Please. just California. That question I don't know because Georgia Military really it's the only it's the only community college right now uh, in Georgia. They used to have well the one that plays sports. They used to have Middle Georgia, but I don't think they I think they merged with uh, another school. But I, I don't know much about it. it's my it's my first I guess I'll say my second um, full time coaching position. So I really don't know much about how uh, JC Sports are ran. How different? We got about three minutes. How, how different is was it coaching at Auburn? Oh, it's extremely different. At Auburn, it was all. Of course, I was a graduate assistant, but I was under Coach Van Gordon. He gave me a lot of uh, a, a lot of responsibilities. But it's here, you know. I'm the assistant DB coach. I have to help paint the field. I have to do study hall. I have to break down all the film for the games. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's because your resources are not as heavy or high at Auburn than you have at a community college. So, and I would say this, you know, I'm working this job, I'm working my butt off, but I am praying that I continue moving up and coaching because I do want to be at an Auburn or a Georgia, you know, Florida, those type of schools. You know, that that is what I envision for myself. Young people, if you're listening, here's a man who spent seven years in NFL, and he wants to be a coach, and he is grinding. I mean, it's hard to get kids to clean up after themselves in their own locker, and here you paint fields for the college so the kids can play football. Right. 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 So for anybody listening, I mean, it's no matter what, it never stops. Right. Work never stops. The grinding never stops. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, this man plays seven years. It doesn't matter. You still have to pay your dues. So and I think that to me, just by you saying that, to me was worth this whole hour for people to hear that, to know that, hey, it doesn't matter what you do or where you come from. You're still going to have to put in the work. Every time a new chapter comes in your life, you have to put in the work. You know, and I, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. And I'll go back to top recruits coming into high school. And I, I don't want to say that this last, this last question because we got to go. We got about three minutes to go. I'm a, I'm a top recruit. I'm a five-star mm-hmm. recruit. And this does happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm a junior, and I have yet to play. So it's obviously looking like, and they just brought a new guy in. So it's obviously looking like I'm not, this is not going to work out the way I want to. I'm going into my junior year. What do you do? What do you suggest? Now, I suggest you, uh, Keep working hard. Don't give up. Keep working hard. And and this, I had, I told these guys the other day. Just because football does not necessarily work out for you does not mean that you were a failure. You you work hard in the classroom and get your degree. Everybody cannot play in cannot play in the NFL, and that's just it's a harsh reality, but it's true. That's that does not mean it does not mean that you are a failure or you weren't successful in that sport. It maybe just didn't work out for you. It didn't, you know, things didn't lie for you. But I think you still need to work hard and try to be successful and don't just give in. Don't give in to and, and don't don't. It's hard, but don't doubt yourself either. Keep working hard, doing everything you can. You know, I, I mean, I can even look at you, Corey. There were some guys that were on scholarship, but you were better than. But for whatever reason, they didn't want to let you play. I mean, it just it it, it's, it happens like that sometimes. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. And it actually <laughs> makes me feel good about myself because I used to always think that. But that's just but that's just the way you know. Yeah. I could either get down on myself, I could walk off, I could say forget it, or you know, stick it out. Right. That's just you know, and I and I really feel like situations like that have prepared me for things in life right now because there's always going to be some struggle. 
It doesn't yep. matter what you do. I mean, you could be, I, I know millionaires that are having problems. Oh, hey, yeah. trust me. When I when I got into coaching and started being a graduate assistant, I'm looking at this short coach telling me to go wipe this table off, and I just came out of playing in the league. I'm like, <laughs> 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 it's tough on the ego. Right, it's, right, it's right. Tough. But, you know, you, you, you think about this, and I always tell kids, too, it's a means to an end, think about, Think about, enjoy the journey, and think about where you want to be, you know. Well, Tony, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. Um, hey, I, if, I appreciate if, you for having me. I, I know I'm not a big-time coach yet, you know, but I appreciate you for, you know, looking out for the little people. Well, you, <laughs> <laughs> well, you a good friend. Hey, the little hey. people have a voice, too, so I appreciate <laughs> you. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, you a good friend, a good man, and I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for coming on the show, man. And hey, much success to y'all guys over there. Get it done, sports. I wish y'all well. I want y'all to be very successful. Thank you so much, Tony, for coming on, man. Get it done, sports radio. I'm Kareef, I'm your host, Kareef Bird. He's Mr. Baseball. She's the hostess with the mostest, Aaron Brown. We will see you all next week, 10 o'clock, ready to go. We've got a great show lined up. Stay tuned in. Get it done, sports radio. We'll see you when we see you. Thanks again for listening to Get It Done Sports Radio featuring host Karif Bird. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Until then, make it an amazing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.